Hi everyone, Andrew Robinson here with episode number 12 of Guidelines. We are getting into the sales process. We've been working on business development and, and you know, as that hopefully goes well and is successful, that would lead to a sales conversation. So I want to talk through some of the things I do in that conversation. And in this episode, it's going to be a little different. I'm designing it to be a self-contained episode that you can actually listen to and re-listen to. I mean, that's really all of these are, are designed for that depending on your needs. But this episode in particular contains what I would call the pre-sale conversation. And these are the themes that I consistently come back to when I'm out talking to people that may be interested in, in working with me. And it, so I want to put all of this into one episode so that you can, I mean, in my mind, commit these to memory to some degree, because they really do cut through a lot of the noise and do help facilitate some conversations. And, and if it's a, someone that may be a good fit can lead to a potential sales conversation, which we'll get to in the next episode. So the themes that I, so let's say you're just, you know, you're out in a community or at a networking event or wherever you happen to meet people and you're talking about what you do and, and they seem to be somewhat interested. The, the, these are the themes that I orbit around all the time. Probably you do some of these as well, but um, I just want to make sure we went through all of them and, and maybe we could even down the road create a visual. I think this would be worth putting in print just to have as reminders for you as you go through this, um, because one of the th they're, they're what I would call the differentiators. Um, and these really do help set, set you apart and help, help other people really know how to, where to put you and, and how to better understand what you, the value that you bring. So where I often will begin is by comparing the, the giant model to traditional leadership development. And, um, as someone that contributed to that traditional model, I can speak to it. And so I will typically talk about my experience as a speaker and how I would, you know, have people often come up afterwards and say that they were really inspired and it was super helpful and, and all the things. And, and I've shared some of those stories with you. I, you know, but, but I'll talk about how those, that approach to development typically fosters momentary inspiration um, it's typically for those for top line leaders, uh, and it, it's often consultant dependent, which means or speaker dependent. So I'll go through those three themes. It's momentary inspiration. It's really only for the top leaders, and and it's dependent on that. It's person dependent. So when I went away, uh, you know, some of some of I was just telling, going through these actually with someone yesterday. Um, then so did the inspiration, and and eventually inspiration just defaults, and people go back to the mundane. And I I decided I didn't want to do that with my life. I would um, much rather exchange momentary inspiration for transformation. So that invariably when I'm going through those markers of traditional leadership development, 
um, not only will the people that I'm talking, the person that I'm talking to start nodding and affirming, and it's clear to me that's based on personal experience, um, but they will actually often volunteer. Uh, in fact, I had this a CEO the other day uh, that I was going through some of these things with, and she, she rolled her eyes. She was like, oh my gosh, we have to fly back for this, for this conference, for this, you know, we're, we're going to this thing and it's costing, you know, $1,500 in airfare alone. So they're, you know, they're well aware of, of the cost that goes into that, that it, it really doesn't, doesn't necessarily have a long-term impact. And so by typically in the, in the, that beginning conversation that resonates with them and, and then that leads into, um, some other, com- you know, good conversations. So then I'll point out the results of the traditional leadership development. So I've, I've pointed out some of the flaws uh, and then I'll go into some of the results um, that a, a lot of the leadership development, well, it's it's not it's not like it doesn't have any value. It's just that it tends to have a short term value, short term benefit for the people, the, the top leaders that happen to go. It also tends to waste a lot of resources because it is so cost intensive. And what I often hear from people is that it builds resentment and cynicism. So the top leaders come back and 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 you know okay well what about all the people that didn't get to go and didn't get to experience that not only can't you know are the people that did go unable to scale what they've learned but the people that they come back to are like well why did why did you get to go to palm springs and i didn't get to go right i mean that's that's often the sentiment so because they're not able to experience the value themselves they tend to resent the people that did all right, so that's the traditional leadership development. And like I said, this often is enough to fuel a conversation. And 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 what's happening there is as people are sharing their own dissatisfaction, we know that, that you know, a la the change equation, they're probably more open to a conversation about an alternative. And that's where I will go into some of those differentiators about Giant, that, that it really if you line up the, the 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 shortcomings of traditional leadership development and the differentiators then giant it helps them understand the difference uh, with giant doesn't mean it's a, the right fit but if someone is the right fit these kinds of differentiators are huge and and i consistently come back to these three differentiators scalable sustainable measurable um i'm not the only one that that does that but um I, hopefully you do that as well because these things are huge. They set Giant apart. Uh, the scalable piece, uh, again, what's the shortcoming of the traditional model? It's that it's typically for top leaders and it doesn't get to the middle managers and, and definitely doesn't get the frontline people. But when I can talk about the work that I'm doing to actually scale from a CEO to a person that's turning a wrench on the front lines that that gets their attention because if the person turning the wrench on the front line is speaking the same leadership language as, as a CEO, that that's significant in terms of, of, of culture, in terms of efficiency, in terms of engagement and, and all the things that we look to for healthy cultures. Uh, sustainable uh, is the second one. And again, it's not, this is, this work isn't dependent on you and I, I will always make it clear that I want this to be something that other people take on. And the key phrase there, as many of you know, is you can't outsource your culture. Uh, I, I was in a conversation yesterday and I used that phrase and I have yet 
to use that phrase and not have someone nod in, a, in affirmation. That again, it's not about having a consultant come in from the outside and 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 uh, and you being and them be, being dependent on you. You want to actually teach them how to do what you do so that it can sustain well beyond the time when you're there. And then measurable. And what oftentimes in that, what I will ask is, you know, and and, and I'll do this in a meeting. Actually, I've done this in groups. You know, if I were to ask you how you're doing as a team right now, how would you answer that? And I'll just make it awkward and stop talking. And, you know, then I'll, then I'll, you know, step in and I'll say, you'd probably think about, well, when was the last time we had a big fight or, you know, um, do we collaborate, but how well do we collaborate? And I'd be like, it's all, um, really anecdotal. And most people don't have some, any sort of quantitative means by which to measure whether they're, how well they're doing. So I'll go into how we use invincibility to measure team performance on the you know five metrics of high performing teams and that we can actually see them grow over time and I will you know I'll bring in examples from groups that I work with and and how they've grown by implementing this and and how they've seen that in terms of how that shows up with the ROI and the the on their P&Ls and everything. So those are the three things I come back to scalable, sustainable, and measurable. Uh, and then the results of the giant are very different from the results of traditional leadership development. So instead of, you know, that short-term inspiration, we have la- lasting transformation we have increased efficiency. And then we have that ROI. Those are the things that I, I will consistently come back to. Okay. So th- again, this is more of a primer for a sales conversation, but I just wanted to get this out there and put it in your hands and so that you can be using these because these will typically help also filter out possible candidates for, for whether or not they're a good fit. Now, just because someone's interested in meeting after this, after you go through these things, doesn't make them a prospective client. Again, again j- a budget does not make for a prospective client. Filter them through all of the things we've been talking to up until this point, but this will at least help you see whether this is something that that they're interested in. Okay, so again, it's just a really simple way of comparing giant to traditional leadership development, and it really gets to it. It just cuts right to the core. It's one of those things that I've I've been practicing for a long time and, and gotten a ton of results from. And just wanted to put it into this short episode so that you can hopefully listen back to it as a, as a refresher. And, and again, you're going to have tons of opportunities, more than you probably expect. And this is a really good way to, to just at least help qualify a prospective lead pretty quickly. All right. So with that, now we're teed up to get into the sales conversation and we will pick up on that in episode number 13. All right. I will see you then. Take care, everyone.